Praise be to God. Hallelujah. May the Lord's name alone be lifted high. I always think and remind myself and say that the word reverence is always belonging to God alone. It derived from that particular phrase or term. Reverence means fear of God, not because of the consequences we may face, but because of the love that he has poured into our hearts. Amen. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll choose this. Is that okay? Praise be to God. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My wife and I are happy for the last three days to be in the presence of God above everything. And I thank God above everything for his love, grace, and his sovereign authority over our lives. For his goodness, kindness, and his grace. Amen. I also thank this uh, pastor, the church pastor, Pastor Finney, and the leaders of the congregation, and the women's coordinators who invited us here just to be in the presence of God as we share what God has put in our hearts. Amen. I bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. May God use them in the days to come for his glory. Amen. We live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's been a wonderful journey. We were here 2021, I believe so, and it was a wonderful time to come back and to see the presence of God still hovering here to draw your lives closer to him, to draw you closer to him, to be glorified in this place. Amen. As we go into the meditation of the word of God, we will all just look unto our Father in heaven because his love is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. His love towards us is beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine. Amen. Praise God. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time of God. We worship you. We lift your name on high. We exalt you, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, you are here even before we came into this premise of God. You are here waiting for us, Jesus. Speak to us. Let your name be lifted high and be glorified. Holy Spirit, captivate everyone's heart, mind, and attention. Hide me, but reveal your presence here. You alone be lifted high and be glorified. Thank you, Father. We yield ourselves to your voice. Yes, Jesus, be glorified. Heal the people who are wounded. Lord, bind them with love. Strengthen them with your power. Beyond intellectual words, we ask for your spirit. Beyond anything we could desire, we ask for your presence. Yes, Father, have your way in us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. All glory and honor belongs to thee alone. Amen and amen. amen. Praise God. How many of you are really happy to be here? Amen. I'm really happy to be here because God is here. He is here. More than any agenda, we need to seek God's anointing. More than any our own selfish desires, we need to ask God's will to be manifested in and through us. All right? Turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 6. The book of Hebrews, chapter 6. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, leaving the discussion of elementary principles of Christ, 
let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism, of laying of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Father, bless these words and speak to us. Help us to receive the revelation from you. Amen. So what is the author of, or the writer of the Hebrew talking here? What is he saying? What is he saying and why is he saying? As the writer addresses the, addresses the audience, he is talking about their growth. What is their state in their spiritual life? How are they living? They have been given much and they will be accountable for much. They have been poured into, but are they growing? They have been waiting, but are they progressing? Think about it. Think about it. How is our state? We are Pentecostals. We have been raised in generations as Pentecostals, at least a few are here, if not all. But how do we see Christ? How do we know God? How are we relating to Him? What is our relationship with Him? Is it just in the initial stages of our spiritual life? Or are we called to do great things for God? When I say great things, it doesn't mean that we have to focus only into miracles and healings and prophecies. But I'm talking about, are we fulfilling God's will? Jesus came to the world for one purpose, to fulfill the Father's will. And he taught his disciples saying, my meat or my food is fulfilling my Father's will. What is our food? Are we just receiving the manna? Or are we able to give them, give the people who are in need the same manna? Where are we? Think about that. As I entitle my sermon as soundproof. Soundproof. What does it mean? It may be surprising to you to hear such a term as a title of a sermon on a Sunday morning. But what is the message I have for you today by the power of the Holy Ghost? How is your life? What is the character of a soundproof mechanism? What does it do? It protects the stranger's voice. It keeps away from all noises and voices that can distract the core message. Or is the soundproof being utilized by the enemy to keep the voice of God from your life? What is the mechanism of your spiritual life? What type of soundproof mechanism is happening in your spiritual life? Are you able to discern the voice of God or are you able to discern your own understanding? Do you want to listen to God's voice and move forward? Or do you want to just avoid his voice and be stagnant? How many years has been gone after founding this church and what is the state you are in currently? It might be a tough time. It might be a tough hearing today. I prayed and I asked God, how can I share 
and how can I present your word today? I'm ready to take the blame, but God is with me. Praise God. We were hearing for the last two days that more than the agendas, we need to allow God to disrupt everything and be ruled by the anointing. Here the writer of the Hebrew talks about the new converts from Judaistic tradition. He talks about those new Christian believers who came from the background of Jewish tradition. And he addresses them saying, even though you are going through tough times, I know all your life you are living by the law. You are focusing on the law like Paul used to do that before he encountered Christ. But now, as you are in a dilemma of hearing other people who are still in the bondage of law, who are still under the yoke, not realizing the power and the grace of Jesus Christ through his love towards us, I want to address you, here the writer says, rather than just debating with them for the cause of making them understand what the truth and the love of God is, rather press on, press into the presence of God. You have been hearing the basics of God from your young childhood age. Or if you are a new convert, you have been taught much. You have been hearing the basic principles and oracles of God. But how much do you grow every day? Do you want to press in? Don't you want to know more of him? Don't you want to experience more of him? Amen. He talks from chapter 1 onwards. The author is explaining what is the importance. There God, he says in verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1 to 4, it talks about God spoke to us in the past and he continues to speak to us. He spoke in the past through the prophets and his servants. And he also spoke through his son Jesus. And now he's continuing to speak to us through his power and grace through the Holy Spirit. Are we realizing the voice of God? Are we able to receive it? In chapter 2 he says, do not neglect the salvation. He's talking to Believers who came from the Jewish background, out of all the people, they are the most zealous people for God's word. Paul says, I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a Pharisee. I did everything to keep the word of God in my life. He was raised under the foot of Gamaliel. But he, he also urges in the New Testament, after encountering Christ, I consider everything as lost, as garbage, to know who Christ is, to know who he really is. What is your state today? Are you neglecting salvation? I'm not talking about salvation as in accepting Christ as a savior. I'm talking about salvation as a holistic factor. Are you allowing Christ to be the Lord of your mind, your body, your speech, your conduct, your relationship? 
are you neglecting salvation today? Christ came to save humanity in all the aspects. While the people of Israel were expecting a political king to set them free from the bondage of Roman and Greco empires, the oppression of the aristocracy of Jewish elites. But Jesus came as a savior, a humble one, who humbled himself, leaving every glory, but rather taking a form of servant. He is the lion, but he came as a lamb. How is your life reflecting in the eyes of others? Do they see Christ through you? Do they see the nature of Christ through you? Chapter 3 talks about the son was faithful, so should we be. It talks about the rebellious nature of the people in the wilderness and the consequences. But also it reminds in the fourth chapter the promise of rest. And also it says that through his word you will be directed. The word corrects and we also have a compassionate high priest. The book of Hebrew is full of cautions, warnings. At the same time, it gives us edification to press in, to know more of God. In wanting God in our lives to be revealed in every aspect. And chapter 5 talks about the qualification of the high priest in the order of Melchizedek, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is the beginning and the end, who is the source of everything. We heard sister talking about he does not have an hen, but rather he holds the end in him. Amen. Amen. Everything is inside of him, inside him. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the high priest forever. And we owe him the due respect and gratitude because he is worthy of our praise and worship. Not because he saved us, but because he is worthy. Chapter 6 is talking about the peril of not progressing. He's talking to the believers saying that by this time, you need to be able to teach others. We desire for missions. We want to bring the whole world into the kingdom of God. But are you able to do it? You want to do it. Are you able to do it? When God says, go talk to a person in the road, a random person, or near a crack house, or near a homeless society, are you willing to step into this place? Or just do we think to ourselves, we are praying, we are interceding, we are standing in the gap for them. God will send somebody. Think about it. In chapter 4, chapter 5, verse 12 onwards, he, talk, he talks about, the author talks about the spiritual immaturity. He says, for thou, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come into need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are 
a full age. That is, those who by reason of use have the senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So the first thing I want to say, to grow and to have progress, you need revelation. Amen. You need revelation. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us look into the life of Paul here, Acts chapter 9. It's a very familiar passage, Acts chapter 9, where we see Paul, with the command of the leaders, goes to Damascus to bring the people under captivity and put them in chains and imprisonment because they followed Christ. And this is the same people group you're seeing here in the Hebrews, the new converts setting aside the tradition, but focusing on what God wants, setting aside their own agendas and asking for more of the anointing, setting aside every sectarianism and groupism and asking for oneness and unity. As heresies and many different opinions and ideologies was lurking around, they were in thirst and hunger for the understanding of God's word. And that's why the writer writes, even though you are amidst of these things, these are basic principles, but you need to press in. Don't waste time just focusing on the same thing again and again. It's a trick of the enemy to keep us bound in the same state. Stagnancy stinks. But the flowing river gives life. Amen. Think about it. What is your state? Are you stagnant or are you wanting to be like a stream of water? Paul encountered Christ on the way to Damascus and said, Lord, here I am. Until then he saw Christ as one of the leader who was trying to uplift the society and who was against God's will as for his own understanding. But once he encountered Christ on the way to Damascus, he said, Who are you, Lord? That's the first time he addressed Christ as Lord. And Christ said, You shall suffer much for my kingdom. The person who started his journey to give suffering to the people who obeyed God's word and his kingdom's values, now is ready and been encountered by Christ to suffer much for his glory and his kingdom. That is the first thing that we want to realize. We need revelation of the word of God. Without revelation, we cannot proceed. God gave you revelation, and that's why you are able to say, He is Christ. But is that enough? See the life of Paul. He received the revelation that he is the Lord, the Messiah. But after that, what happened? He had relationship with him. We read in the book of Galatians, in the letter to Galatians, we see that. He said, as soon as I received my sight, when Ananias prayed for him, he stayed three years in Arabia. He stayed three years in Arabia saying that, I was waiting in his presence. 
we will grow in revelation when we have relationship with god without relationship you cannot know the full extent of who god is you want your kids to know who you are and your family's patterns and lifestyles traditions good things i'm talking about according to scripture you want to equip them it is the same thing god is expecting from us he wants to have a relationship god created humanity and to have relationship with him in the garden of eden he came and visited every single eve to have relationship with adam and eve they had the revelation of who god was they had relationship but when different ideologies came and then and there was a dilemma when the enemy questioned the truth of god they fell i don't want to point out one person if at least one could have restricted or stopped the other person they could have been in a better place we could have been in a better place they did not understand the significance of god's word and that's why he says in chapter 5 the word will discover and it will lead you hebrews chapter 5 god is reminding us today it is important to have the revelation but it will edify us only when we have a relationship with him god can send messengers again and again to this church prophetic voices will be again and again uttered in your life but do you obey and yield and follow god's word by continued relationship paul was consistent he says to the corinthian church where there was diversity but there was also division we call india a land of diversity most of us are from india at least have indian heritage or origin we call the land india that india is a land of unity in diversity but is it really and the same principle creeps into the church indian communities we call ourselves we have a indian church we have diversity also but are you really in oneness think about it roman chapter 12 verse 2 talks about being renewed in mind roman chapter 12 verse 2 if you can display that i can read it for them roman chapter 12 verse 2 it says and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god it is a continuous verse from one very besieges that by the mercies of god that you may present yourself as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable he talks about as a living sacrifice presenting your bodies but rather he goes on to say that it can be done only when you have been renewed by your mind what is the connection here people focus that we need to present our life as a living sacrifice even in our body as a member of 
body of Christ. But it can only happen when you renew your mind. The second thing I want to talk is that God wants us to have a regenerative experience. In the Gospel according to John, it says that you need to be born again in water and in the Spirit. No one can call Lord Jesus Christ as Lord unless he has been influenced by the Holy Spirit. You cannot enter the kingdom of God unless you have been born in the Spirit. What is our state? There is a difference according to my understanding. There is a difference between the influence of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. What is your relationship with the Holy Spirit today? Are you just led by the Spirit or are you yielding to the Spirit? God always wants to lead us but also, he also wants us to yield to his leading. In the last days, God will pour out his spirit upon everyone, from the youngest to the oldest, irrespective and irrelevant of their socio-economic political background. But are you thinking that you are the only person God will meet and use? No. We heard yesterday that God is able to use a kid who is a baby and even the oldest. That is what is written in the book of Joel. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters, young men, women, the oldest. Let me also add up to that. You can also use donkeys. Who are we? And what do we think about ourselves? It is not about us. It is always about Christ. It is always about Christ. Ephesians chapter 4 talks about the different functions or different types of ministries. Ephesians chapter 4, verse from 1 onwards, verse from 11 onwards. It says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of church, of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to be perfect, I would say, human being. Perfect human being. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We desire and hunger that we may become Christ-like. That we may have the mind of Christ. That we may exhibit all godly gifts and ministry. Of course, God calls us in different offices. There is a pastor. There might be elders. There might be evangelists. There might be prophets. But who is the one leading them? And unless the fivefold ministry is united, the kingdom won't proceed further. If you want to experience progress in this church, you need to be in oneness. Oneness not only in terms of, sorry to say, but I'm urged 
not just oneness in terms of fundraising to increase the capacity of the church in numbers and facilities, but rather oneness in spiritual maturity and growth. God talks here about the oneness so that they may have edification, equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, but the edification for the body of Christ. You have been equipped, called, and commissioned. For what? For one purpose. To establish the kingdom of God. To experience heaven on earth until he comes back. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 12 talks about the gifts. Which says that there is healing ministry. There is preaching ministry. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 onwards. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However, were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And then he continues on verse 12 onwards. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Verse 5 says that, verse 4, there are diversity of gifts by the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries by the same Lord. Verse 8 onwards, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to the other the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, and to other faith and to other gifts of healing, to other working of miracles and prophecies, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues and interpretations. But one and the same Lord works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. We can see this last phrase in two different ways, distributing to each one individually as he wills. You can see in the perspective of the giver or the minister, individually, pastor may have a prophetical gift. Someone may have a gift of encouragement. Someone may have a gift of healing. But we can also see the same thing in the perspective of a receiver. All these things can function in one person according to the context of the receiver or the person who is in need. Pastor can be used as a prophet at times. Or someone else can be used in different ways, in different times, according to the need. And all these things can happen in one person because it is the Spirit who does it as He wills. The Spirit knows the need. He knows the will of the Father and intercedes with groaning that cannot be uttered. He will reveal himself in ways that he need to be revealed to the receiver. Through anyone. Amen. I see silence. I hear silence. 
I hope you are thinking, observing, and receiving. Let us not be stagnant. Let us be like a stream that can keep flowing, that has life. Amen? If you are very stagnant, we know that fungus and algae keep coming and growing. You can see those greeny stuff over the water, and it is soiled. But when it is flowing, life is alive. It is afresh. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to say a few things before I conclude in a few minutes. How can we renew our mind? And how can we, in, how can we, we be in oneness? I would use an acronym saying of 4M. 4M. The first stands for, the first M stands for Master. Master. Galatians 2.20 says, It is no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. Let Christ be the master of our life. Let him be the master of our entire life. In everything. From waking up to going to sleep. All through the day. Not just important decisions, but rather in every aspect. Second thing, meditation of his word. Psalm number one talks about, blessed is the person who meditates the word of God and delights in it day and night. Talks about day and night without a time span. All through the day, all through the night. Let us meditate his words. The third M stands for memorization. Let us engrave the word of God in our hearts in the tablets of our hearts. Let us memorize those scripture passages that will be brought forth in terms of need, in times of need by the Holy Spirit. He'll remind us. He'll speak to us. Unless you have his word in you, how can you listen or discern what he says? Unless, unless you go to school and learn your language, how can you speak? Don't say mom will teach you. There's a limit for that. If you need a job, you need to be equipped, qualified. God wants us to be equipped by his word and to live by his word. The fourth thing, the four, fourth M is for manifestation. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the armor of God. Putting on the whole armor of God, it doesn't say just the part armor of God. The whole armor of God. That he may be able to stand against the schemes of the enemy. It talks about the word of God being the sword of the spirit. Which is the only attacking weapon. A weapon of offense which we see in that list. The other things are there to protect you. But God has called us to be in the battlefield. Christian life it's a life in the battlefield, not in the reserves. We are called to live and to walk as we wage war. Of course, the battle belongs to the Lord. But we are called to fight along with him. To use his name, we were hearing about power and authority. God has given us power by his Holy Ghost. But do you have the rights, the authority to use it? 
unless you are been authorized you cannot sanction anything unless you have the authority you cannot use the power of god remember the sons of skeva does it speak to you they used the name of jesus but the enemy said i know jesus and i know paul who are you you know the status they ran in a very different way let us not be found in such a way when christ comes back but rather we should be able to receive god's word saying come good and faithful servant enter into the rest that is my prayer for you that is my cry towards this church that let us encounter christ as the worship team comes let us have the revelation of who god is not just in principles that is basics but rather at god as god calls glory to glory strength to strength not just knee level not just ankle level not just hip level but rather being immersed in the ocean of the spirit not able to have foundation underneath rather being lifted up by his presence by his spirit immersed and surrounded empowered by the spirit of god and that is a regenerative process i want you to have a life that has relationship with god each and every fraction of your life and let that be unity and oneness for god's will more than our agendas and let there be diversity that everyone may know and experience christ in this place because god says my house is house of prayer for nations it is not it is just not for one community it is not just for one people group or one language group as i conclude right now you know what is happening in israel this is time for us to recognize the savior's call it is high time that we may come back to the core of god's message that we may grow and exhibit christ in us that we may be completely hidden by his glory christ may be revealed in and through us father we thank you for speaking to us a lot thank you jesus Lord let these words bring transformation in the spirit from a life of tradition let us know who we are in Christ let us yield to the power of the holy spirit Lord as you spoke to the new converts in the Jewish region to the hebrews you are speaking us to it though we may have known you for many years i know for sure there are many factors in our life that is still stagnant to god would you please strengthen us by your power we are hungry for the transformation that only happens through your power and spirit let us not 
do something by emotions or just our own agendas but rather help us to be led by your spirit and to hear your voice speaking to us discern it and yield to the shepherd's voice let us not be soundproofed in such a way that we are not able to listen to your voice but rather help us to be soundproofed in such a way that we are able only to listen and to hear your voice and to be tuned to your sound and voice to fulfill your will for your glory all glory and all honor is thine on our father god in jesus christ name we pray amen